today on The Breakdown. Four left. $10,000 buy-in online event. Federer Holtz is at the freaking table. Michael Adamo is at the freaking table. And here you are. Little old you. Friendly you. Next door neighbor you with your sandwich and your soup and your crackers. And you think, I'm just going to play some cards here. Let's just have some fun. You know, I'm just happy to be here. Well, that isn't going to cut it, buddy. You got to do a little bit more against these guys. These guys are too good. And there's too much money on the line for you not to think a little bit deeper about your poker hand. That's right. Because although you have locked up $118,000, there's still $136,000 more to be won. First place is over a quarter of a million. And let me say this, Michael Adamo and Simon Madsen, who is the two-time reigning Swedish player of the year in poker. True story. Sounds fake, but true story. Uh, we're going to play a hand which has got ups, downs, and it's got twists and turns. I'm just going to say this. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You may feel it's better than cats, ultimately, but I, I'm not one to rank things as such. So, <laughs> to summarize, <laughs> there's going to be some poker. We're going to talk about Broadway. Maybe some food reviews as well, some frozen food reviews. It's all going to happen right now on The Breakdown. With Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. If you're going to have summaries of your openings, I'm going to need like a full scientific paper. You're going to need an abstract. You're going to need, uh, you know, study participants, findings, conclusions, and recommendations, stuff like that. To summarize? Why? I, I, what I'm saying is, if you're going to have a summary... <laughs> I want the rest of the scientific paper as well. Right. But a summary is not just in a scientific paper, right? What I'm saying is, <laughs> if you're going to have a summary, yeah. I want the rest of the scientific paper as well. Right. Did I not? I think I basically delivered that. If I like Now that I think back over, I'm reflecting on the opening yeah, pretty yeah. clearly now. Did I not say we're going to be re- reviewing frozen foods? I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, you didn't say that. I did. You didn't talk about the participants in the study and what age groups they're in. I talked about we were going to talk. We we're going to review some Broadway stuff, though, right? We are. Oh, we not? We're talking about Cats the movie. You know what? We probably should. If we're going to talk about Cats, we should be talking about Cats the movie, not Cats the play. Yeah. That's for sure. The buttholes. <laughs> didn't they remove those? I I think so. Uh, it was a bad scene. It was apparently a very very bad scene with the buttholes and some of the uh, they they released a patch. To, re- to remove the buttholes and to, like, Dame Judi Dench, one of her hands apparently was a normal human hand and the other one was a cat hand because they just didn't notice or something. Isn't there, like, a $300 million budget in that movie? Something like that. Like, Idris Elba is in it. And somehow, <laughs> <laughs> somehow it was a shit show of special effects and apparently a, a, an extra bad movie. Yeah, that's, like, uh, that's a movie I'm not going to see. I mean, it could be maybe a candidate to hate watch. I don't know. I feel like the hate watch movies are mostly action movies. Yeah, I agree. Know, that are actually fun. I need like superhero movies or, or action movies that I, I need to hate watch things where I'm like, that would never happen like that. That's so stupid. Like, Cats is going to be like, I hate this. Right, exactly. <laughs> like you need it to be like a 90s Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, like Hard Target, where he oh. legit punches a snake in the face. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'm more of a um, more of a like fucking Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice, Haywatch kind of a guy. But I feel you on the on your Jean-Claude Van Damme. See, I think, I think my hate watching is genuine and yours is like, 
I'm going to pretend I'm hate watching, but really I love Batman and Superman is, and I want us all to kiss together. That is not true at all. No, I, I get I get great joy out of watching them do such an incredibly bad job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Justice League, similarly like that. I'm, I'm actually, I've, I've got uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is a four hour movie. I can't really bring myself to watch it because I know it's not going to be good. But I've made plans with a friend of mine to hate watch it over in chunks because we can't watch it, it sounds all Sounds awful. It's going to be really funny. If it's not fun, we'll stop. But we enjoy like critiquing this kind of stuff. So it'll be, it'll be a blast. Okay. I think. I think. And if not, we'll stop. But hate watching, it's, it's surprisingly fun. It's more fun to like watch, though. It is. It's definitely more fun to like watch. And I like watching this hand. Am I right? I like watching this podcast. I Yeah. I like to watch it, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you said something about a sandwich and a soup and stuff? Yeah, and crackers. Soup doesn't feel like the right food for poker. doesn't feel like... Like sandwich, yeah. Although... What? You're completely backward on that. I mean, from a traditional like home game perspective, a sandwich feels more in line. But I agree that you shouldn't be touching hands with your food and then touching chips. Soup is like the perfect thing, except that you could spill it. Yeah, salad's better. Salad is better. Okay, fair enough. Or like a bowl, like a rice bowl. Really, anything you eat with utensils is pretty good, right? Um, And anything you eat with your hands is disastrous. But the amount of sandwiches that get served and like chips and french fries that get served at poker tables and then eaten. Yeah, back in the pre-pandemic days playing live poker, there were so many people I'd be playing with. I'd be like, why are you... Eating a burger Ugh. and like grabbing the fries with your fingers, and then touching the chips, and then grabbing the fries, and then putting the fries in I your know. mouth. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah. What have you done? I used to when I used to play uh, back at the club that I whatever. The, there's a casino I used to play at right, like three times a week, and so I would get back in the day like a BLT pretty regularly, and I would take a napkin around my hand and pick up the BLT with the napkin and eat it that way because. I mean, if you're going to have a sandwich, that's yeah, how you should do it. It's the only way. To do it. it looked a little weird, but it was the only hygienic way to not die. I mean, ultimately, you want like a nice bowl with like beans and and some good other shit in there. Rice, sure. Yeah, yeah that's they weren't a, they weren't making that. Yeah, at the last frontier hotel and <laughs> casino. Well, that's you know, write a comment card. Yeah, maybe one day make I'll a, make a comment. Write a comment. Card. I have a comment. Yeah, Michael Adamo has been showing up a lot recently in our breakdowns. Like, is this the third time? Recently? It might even be the fourth. Really? And all online hands. I feel like there's two guys who have really shown up in a lot of these big online tournaments over the course of the pandemic, and it's Michael Adamo and Christoph Vogelsang. The thing is, if there was five guys in a police lineup, and you told me two of them were Michael Adamo and Christoph Vogelsang, I'd be like, well, that's Christoph Vogelsang. And one of those other four guys is Michael Adamo. The guy with the dark hair? He does have know. dark hair. I know what Michael Damo looks, looks like. He looks like he's like 26 years old. He's got dark hair. That's about it. He's white, curly, white Italian. Curly-ish hair. Is he Italian? I don't know. Something like that. He's got darkish, curlyish hair. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would confuse him with all the other guys. I mean, I think he's actually like Australian, but oh, I, don't, really? I don't know what his like, ancestry is. I mean, Mark Testard is actually Australian, but nobody cares. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Mark, stop talking about that. <laughs> stop making out like you're so special. For God's sake. All right, so this special. Is, this is a scoop event. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it would have happened without the pandemic as well. Scoop events were happening. 10K scoop events were happening before the pandemic. 10K, Um, really? Yeah, it's 10K buy-in. So it's one of the high scoop events. Yeah. Um, I I meant 10K scoop events happened before the pandemic as well. Things that at high. least a couple. Mm. I don't probably not as many as are now. I would guess there's more 10K events now. That makes sense. But but there were definitely some 10K events. I mean, there was like a 102K event before the pandemic online. That was the one where. 
Jason Mercier played and like Doug Polk yeah, hated everything he did. I remember that. Yeah, Jason Mercier played it like on someone's stream, Jeff Gross's stream or something like that. No, uh, someone else's stream. I who can remember? Who cares? Doesn't matter. Right. Uh, anyway, yeah, and he made some plays that the whole poker world was like, what? And then the question was, does Jason Mercier know more than everyone or does he know less than everyone? And what's going on? It was didn't you like question. three bet shove 37 blinds with ace 10 or something? Four bet shove button versus big blind ace 10 off uh, for a lot and got snapped by Jax and was, it was like out and didn't think anything of it. Thought it was totally standard. And by the way, I guess there's a chance he's right. Yeah. But, but for the normal, you know, cracker eating poker public, <laughs> eating. myself included, it seemed like, what are you, what? You're gonna just four bet shove ace ten against maybe maybe his opponents. I don't know. There's probably let's not, let's not relitigate that hand. Okay, it's been years, but uh, you know there was 116 entries in this hand. In this hand. In this hand. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to remember all of the hands. 116. By the way, uh, 27 of those were re-entries. So even harder. Yeah. Got a, same guys twice got hands. Yeah, but different hands. Different hands. You can collude with yourself then. Nothing wrong with that. You're, if you're going to collude, collude with yourself. That's what I always say. It's, it's the nothing only wrong with that. You don't go blind. If you want to make sure you can trust your, your co-conspirator, collude with yourself. Do you know there's... Okay, time for a quick little moment. There's a game, I play, moment. With, there's a game I play with friends called Collusion, poker game, where we deal out... There's five of us, and we deal out 10 hands, and each hand... So each of us get two hands, and they cannot... You can't mix the cards. They're separate hands, and they're played separately but they play right after each other, right? Or whatever, wherever they would be yeah. on, on the thing. So you can basically, and we play limit. We're playing limit hold'em with it, right? So you can cap all by yourself, basically. You, know, you can raise and then re-raise, or you can call and then raise, and everyone else has to act that it comes back to the guy who called, and then he can three-bet if he wants. And so it's very strange. So game. what's a ubiquitous strategy in that game? Mostly every street is capped no matter what. And then the question is, when you've got one pretty good hand that you're holding on with, and you've got another hand that has almost no equity, should you just throw away that other hand? And you're effectively, usually you do, and then you're effectively getting two to one against your opponent, you know, ah, because they're putting yeah. in two, two best one. And sometimes you're up against two opponents and it's, you're getting four to one against your opponent. So you don't need to win very often, which is nice. You don't win very often, of course. Of course. There's <laughs> lots of hands out there. Lots of hands out there. Lots of ways to lose. But, you know, you have top pair, you just hold on and pray. And you just have, it just sucks, though, because you have like one top pair and you're just like, all right, cap, cap, cap. I know. Let's go. Like, just put it all in. It sucks. But then you win big pots. Anyway, that's my story. You had me until the limit holding part. All right. I know. But otherwise, it's not as interesting. <laughs> the story. Yeah, that's true. But moving on. Moving on. All right. So we have four remaining. Uh, fourth place is a hundred and something thousand. Fourth place is a hundred and something thousand. That's great. I think it's 128,000, something like that. It's $118,256. And first place is a quarter million. $254,256. $136,000 difference. All right. And we got Fetter Holtz, the legend himself at the table. Yeah. Crown up guy. 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 That's how you say it. There you go. You found it. All right. Speaking of famous people, Darwin is in this hand. Did you? You thought he was dead. You thought Darwin was dead. I, I guess Is, isn't Darwin the monkey from one of those cartoons? I'm sure he is. He's yeah. also famously a scientist. He discovered radium, and he was the, the first moon? the first man on the moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did not know that. Actually, I thought yeah. he discovered the moon. I didn't know he was the first man on he, the moon. Uh, he owns that company SpaceX, mm. and yeah. 
and he also he invented Doritos. And he just recently landed on the moon for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> Darwin. You know, everybody knows Darwin. Yeah, it's actually a player named Simon Matson who is uh, aforementioned by Jonathan as winning the Swedish Player of the Year two years. In I a said row. he was the reigning two time. That may not be true, but he is the he is a two year in a row winner of the Player of the Year, and I think it's pretty recent. Okay. Well, he goes by Darwin. We're going to call him Darwin because that's more fun, and he's not a famous person, so we're just going to call him Darwin. Fine. Um, he's got 910K at the 40K big blind level, so you know under 25 bigs. Tread in water. Yeah. He's under the gun, slashing the cutoff because we're forehand. He's got ace seven of clubs, so perfectly normal and reasonable to open to 84K, right? Sure. Uh, folds to Michael Adamo in the big blind, who has a lot of chips, 4.6 million, over 100 bigs. He's a chip leader. He's got queen of clubs, six of diamonds. He defends. Any issues with that? I don't have big issues with it. I think it's perfectly fine. But if he decided to fold, I wouldn't be like, what is he doing? You know, I'd be like, it's fine to fold that hand too. Like if you think you've got a clear edge post flop, fine. You know, if you think the guy's money scared or you have any reason at all to call, that's fine. But it's really okay to fold the hand as bad as queen six off, I think, even for this little. I know in the old days, everyone defended everything. Yeah. If this was king six off, I'd feel it was a mandatory defend. If it was ten six, if it was jack six off, I'd be like, I mean, it feels like you could fold that fine. Yep. So queen six off to me is like, I don't care, fold it if you want. I don't care. Do you agree with that, or do yeah. you do you feel more strongly? I don't feel strongly about this at all. Okay. Like, I know people who do super deep dives into the GTO elements of the game have a very clear opinion about hands yeah. like this and spots like this. But like, honestly, who gives a shit, right? Like, if you folded queen six off and it's like slightly correct expected value wise to call against a, a GTO range. Who cares? Yeah, if you like, don't have if you don't have a clear edge post flop, like it doesn't really matter. We're gonna be right. out of position. Like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, if you're up against guys who are so good that every tiny piece of edge is vital, okay, that's a reason to care. And I guess these for these guys, yeah. maybe that's the case. But for like all of us in our normal, you know, goldfish eating poker playing world. You know what I'm saying? Goldfish eating. Yeah, goldfish eating. Like the cracker. Yeah, but out goldfish of the... Goldfish crackers. Like, like you dump it from the bag. You don't eat it with your hand. No one dumps it from while, the bag. While you're playing poker? You oh, you, you eat it from the bag. You dump it from the bag. <laughs> you dump it from your hand into your mouth once you've eaten it from the bag. <laughs> Is this... Are we speaking the same language? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's hard to say. Okay. It's hard to say. Goldfish. But anyway, do you like the cheesy goldfish? I haven't had goldfish for a very long time. Aren't they all cheesy? <laughs> well, now that you say it, I think maybe they are. But in my head, there well, were there would was the, cheesy and non cheesy. What would the non cheesy flavor? They're be? sort of flaky normal, <laughs> <laughs> flaky comma normal, <laughs> original flaky normal flavor. You know, flaky is not a flavor. That's a texture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> normal is also not a flavor. <laughs> it's not really a flavor, is it? No. no. Yeah. So it's original flavor. That is a flavor somehow. Original. You know that. You see that around. I mean, KFC original, original flavor. KFC. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've, you, you got me, man. You won that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Original flavor. They, what are they going to come up with? Flaming hot goldfish. And they might have already done that. Yeah, they might have. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's good to know. I am anti goldfish. Okay. Why? I think those little fuckers don't really <laughs> deserve, you know, they got a bad memory and they shouldn't be allowed to like, you know, take up space in our aquarium. Wait, which goldfish are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? Which you goldfish? mean like live goldfish, like yeah, the actual fish? Obviously. You, no, you I mean, I mean dead goldfish that have memories. What are you talking about? And no, do you, can... <laughs> <laughs> do you think live fish in aquariums are flavored with cheese? 
Not always. That's <laughs> why I said original. Sometimes they're original. That's flavors. why I said original. Yeah. And flaky, depending on you know the day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, so this, this is like Jonathan Levy plus one podcast <laughs> that was not even ours. We were guests on another podcast. And I guess when that happens, then we do our own podcast. Jonathan just is completely bananas. <laughs> we, so we go on the other show. So we just did the just hands podcast and, uh, as guests. And I really let myself go early on, <laughs> <laughs> even for me. Do you yeah. think that's fair to say? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it was great. I, you know, the, the words murder Island were said by me within the first four minutes of recording or something like that. And Grant sort of quietly said to me, you need to turn it, tone it down just a little bit. It's like, right, right. Okay. Okay. It's not your damn show, Levy. I've been holding it in ever since. So I I'm see. finally letting so it now out. You're just going bananas and it's my show again. I can say what I want. Okay. No one can stop me. Anyway, moving along. Yes. Tell me what the hands are. Levy. You have any sense of what's going on? Yeah. Yes. Queen six <laughs> off at a seven of clubs. Nice. Uh, Adamo's defending with queen six off. Matson opens the cutoff with 87 of clubs. He raced to 84K at the 20K, 40K level. He's got 20, under 25 blinds effective. I didn't even look. I actually knew that. That's, yeah, that's really impressive. I'm f- impressed. For you. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that's fair. Hey, I forgot to mention this was uh, suggested by Owen Abma, who's who been is, doing a good job recently. I feel like he's definitely a, a legit all-star consideration for this season. Oh, at, for at this season, he's definitely at least a, a backup in the all-star game, maybe yeah. a starter in the all-star game. Wow, maybe a starter. That's maybe. pretty good. Top He's been 10. Good. He, he, he did last week's Thursday yeah. hand, too. He also does... His hands are, like, pretty interesting. I don't even know what happens in this hand. I haven't seen this hand yet. But um, I know you like this hand a lot. I so, like it, yeah. So, I like, yeah, I feel like if Owen Abno rec- recommends a hand, it's, like, kind of guaranteed to be good. It's like a Casper Quack certified hand kind of a thing, you know? I mean, I don't want to... I mean, I'm sorry to Casper. Whoa. I'm sorry. Whoa, man. That was crazy. But you know what I'm saying? It's that's like, like that. That's like, for all you basketball fans out there, that's like being like, well, yeah. I mean, once if you take into account TJ Warren's games in the bubble only, it's basically <laughs> LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that's that's fair. Yeah. But um, but I'm just saying, like, good job, Owen Adma. You're, you're doing a great job. You're killing it. You're showing us something. And, you know, keep it up, kid. There may be a, pl- there may be a place for you on the wall someday. If we had a wall, that'd be cool. But well, we're just in an open space. No walls. <laughs> It's better that way for me, but you you really prefer a wall. It's a pandemic thing, you know, airflow. Grant is anti-claustrophobic, so he prefers, you know, tight spaces. <laughs> <laughs> there are people like that, probably. I, I mean, it, you know, it's sort of a swaddling Yeah, babies like to be swaddled. Yeah, babies are anti-claustrophobic. Yeah. Really, what a baby would love most is just to put them, like, in a sofa and put the cushions all around <laughs> I mean, them and crush them. I, I mean, not to kill them, just to just when to I was, a little squeeze. Actually, when I was, like, a little kid, I do remember, like, getting between the couch cushions and being in there oh, yeah? and enjoying that. I mean, I really like sticking my head in between couch cushions that are, that are very, with a lot of pressure and stuff Yes, like that, that so is true. You've Jonathan, seen me do that. Jonathan used to fall asleep at my house every Sunday when our friends were over watching football, and he yeah. would just, like, pass out on the couch <laughs> in this particular place where his head was stuck between two cushions. That's great. So comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving anyway. on. Anyway. So, A7 of clubs for Simon Matz in the opener. We've got Michael Adamo with a huge stack, Queen of Clubs, Six of Diamonds, defending the big blind, 208K in the pot. Flop is a damn fine one for the Swedish two-time player of the year, Simon Madsen. Okay. Nine of clubs, four of clubs, deuce of clubs. Wait a holy moment. That's the nuts. Is a holy moment longer, shorter, or the same as a normal moment? It's a little bit longer. So the opposite of like a New York minute, which is faster. That's right. That's right. Okay. A New York minute is really quick. A holy moment is it's a pregnant pause. Okay. 
Excellent. Good to know. If you have any more time-related questions, I'll be, I'll, you know, ask okay, somebody. Who, as I someone do, who would I know. do have a, a time-related oh, question. okay. Who is third billing in the 2011 movie <laughs> About Time? Featuring, third billing. Featuring Justin Timberlake. Oh, okay. Third billing. Okay, well, obviously, we know second billing is Amanda Seyfried. Third billing. Oh, it's Olivia Wilde. Probably. Or it's that kid from um, the, the poker scene in that movie, right? Oh, no. The kid who was in Mad Men? Yeah. Nah, it's got to be Olivia Wilde over him. Okay. He wasn't in the movie that much, was he? No, I guess he wasn't. He's, he's in the scene that I remember. He's in a few other scenes because he's like one of... But I don't think he's the, the big bad guy, I don't think. What about Daniel Day-Lewis? Do you think he doesn't get enough credit for his role in that movie? <laughs> I mean, in fairness, it's a cameo. And if you blink, you miss it. Well, but I mean, he's he, wonderful. As always, he embodies the role. Yeah. He's, of, the, he's the of, poker table. <laughs> oh, I thought he was the 84-year-old person who owned the washing machine store. I, you know what? Is he both? Is he doing both? Of course he is. <laughs> he's Dan Day Lewis. He can do it all. The crazy thing is he both became an 84-year-old who owned a washing store as well as a poker table for the roles. Yeah. You know, he had to, you know, he really committed to the roles. 12, hours, acting. 12 hours a day of one, 12 hours a day of the other. No sleeping. How, if you're Daniel Day, do you have time for sleep anyway? With all of the thoughts in your head? <laughs> you're too brilliant to sleep. Yeah. You're such a gorgeous masterpiece of a human, of anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it got weird. I did. All right. Did. So besides, uh, besides Matson <laughs> flopping the nuts here with the A7 of clubs, nine, yeah. 940 saw club board, Adamo does flop the queen high flush draw with right. queen six with the queen of clubs. Okay. Adamo checks. Darwin or Simon Madsen is going to bet 44K. So basically a min bet. Super tiny. Do you like it? Hate it? What do you feel? Um, I like betting small on this board. Uh, If you're going to bet boards like this, betting small is usually good. You're often going to have very little, uh, like it's usually a binary decision for your opponent if they're going to continue or not, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, if if Adamo had something like 6-7 with a 7 of clubs, he might actually call this and fold for 80K. If you want to get some folds, you know. Do you really think he's going to fold any club for two blinds on the flop? Six, seven with a seven of clubs? It's a three-club board. Yeah. I don't know. If you're the, maybe you're right. If you're the kind of guy who's calling queen six off, though, you're probably calling any club on the flop. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe just, I don't think that correlates. No. That's not the same thing. I agree. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's... I, I think he's going to call... I think he's probably calling 6-7 of clubs either way, personally. 6-7 with one club. One club. <laughs> like, one blind or two blinds, I think he's probably calling, is my guess. Like, I, don't think, I think if he's folding it for two blinds, he's folding it for one blind, and I don't think he's folding it for one blind. Okay, well, if that's the case, then this achieves the same amount of fold equity when you don't have it as Madsen. But I don't, I'm not You don't believe that. I don't, I'm not convinced that's the case. I'm sure there's a size you could hit where you fold out the 7 of clubs. I'm sure there is. I just don't think it's two blinds. That's all. Either way, Darwin or Matson bets about one blind. How okay. do you continue as a Damo? Like, you can't fold the Queen of Clubs of for not. one blind. Is it a call or a raise? I think both are good, actually. I, I I'm, I'm thinking both are... Because it's so cheap, it's fine to just call here. If we hit a club, we probably are in check call mode for the turn at least. Yep. Um, if he bets, then we can check call the river. If he checks, we can bet the river. We can also hit a Queen or a Six and feel very comfortable calling, I think, on turns. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think raising is great, too. We have queen six off. What's our plan if we miss everything? It's fine to raise sometimes here, too. We're going to get a lot of folds, I think. Yep. Um, Sam Grafton is doing the commentary. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he actually made a really good point. Oh, cool. Because uh, Matson is short. I think he might even be the short second in the tournament ah. right now. He is heavily weighted towards suited hands. 
so he doesn't have that many one club hands, at least according to Grafton, hmm. which I think kind of makes some sense when he's in the earliest position and he's shortest player in the tournament. Um, he's not going to play. He's going to play fewer hands in general. Okay. Uh, and if that's the case, then he doesn't have a lot of continuing hands that have one club in them and you get more folds. That's interesting. Um, I guess that's probably at least a little bit true. He's going to be a little bit tighter in the first place. He's going to chop things off of his range. It's going to be the, the crappiest offsuit yeah. stuff that he would open normally. Right. right. So that, that's a fair point. That's a cool point. Yeah. That's actually like, I didn't realize Sam Grafton had that in him to make a point that I had never thought of before. It's cool. Wow, that was like both a compliment and a fucking evil dust bombing of, of <laughs> vitriol at the same moment. I, I can see how it came out that way, but you you know what I'm saying. I right? know you were actually trying to compliment yeah. him. It just came out a little bit right. off. That's yeah. all. It's cool. Like, you, thought, you're saying like, wow, great point, Sam Grafton. Yeah, I, did, I just didn't realize. Cool. I didn't realize Sam Grafton had that in him to make those points. So I know, you did it again. I know. So so yeah, but it's true. Like, <laughs> did you? We're talking about you right now. Uh, yeah, you see what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's probably just because he's a goofball, so it, it, yeah, it, it seems probably it. It, he probably is a lot better than he would seem, it'd be my guess. Um, he's definitely a goofball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> who's, who's dust bombing vitriol now? I mean, I'm a happy boy who talks about crackers. So anyway, yeah, Adamo does raise, and uh, maybe it is because of Grafton's point. Maybe it's just because he, he thinks there's just going to be a lot of folds when... I mean, I would assume so. Yeah. Right? I mean, that, that is to Grafton's point. Yeah. If I get them... That's, in theory, but yeah. I assume he thinks there's a lot of faults and he doesn't want to just have to call this out of position. And maybe he thinks if I hit a club, like not that many great things happen when I hit a club. There's not, it's hard to get that much value. Right. All right. So now you're Simon Matson. You just had your dream come true. Hollow notes. Um, so nice. what do you do? Is it time to basically jam like three bet and hope he has something he can call with? Or do we have to just call and hope he keeps betting? I feel like we have to just call. I feel like there's just too many bluffs, especially when he's the big stack and we're the small stack. Uh, it's possible if we jam, we're going to get called by like all the top pair hands and stuff like that. But like we have the ace of clubs in our hand, right? So he could have a few other clubs. I guess he's calling if, if he has the naked king of clubs and like an overcard. I mean, he, he could have like top pair and a good club. Sure. He could have king nine off with the king of clubs or something like yeah. that, right? Um, fair enough. He's probably going to bet that on the turn anywhere. Check call that on the turn. I mean, yeah. we, we may miss our opportunity for the full double. Um, how much do we... Ha- okay, he raises to 142, right? And how much yeah. do we start with? 910. But we've already put in 200. So we have like 700 left. The pot's got 500. In. Oh, we're going to be able to get in just by calling most of the time, I think. Like, if he bets the turn, we can shove the turn if we want to. The issue is with our stack size. My my one concern, not to say that it's wrong to call. Yeah. My concern is that it, if Adamo has hands that are just like a nine without a club, and he's just like stack sizes are such that I'm I'm willing to get it in with just a nine here, that... Another club will kill our action. No question. And some overcards might even kill our action. You're right. Um, of course, the, my, my concern is the opposite, right? That we move in here, he's going to fold like the queen of clubs and maybe even the king of clubs because he's just not getting like a good enough price yeah. to draw to it. Maybe he calls with the king of clubs anyway, but he could sit there and be like, sometimes I'm dead against the ace of clubs. Sometimes this guy's got two clubs in his hand. I'm almost certainly losing. Like it's hard to imagine I'm not losing. And I don't know, I don't know if I have enough equity to call. You yeah. Know? So it goes both ways. I'm not sure what's better. Neither am I, but I think I lean the same way that you do that. I think calling is probably better, but I'm not 100% sure. Domino's like, good. We're in position. That makes it a little bit easier to call here, too, I think. And having the nuts is like, there's just nothing to be afraid of except a card that's going to scare him, right? We're always going to get it in if we can. Yep. So, yeah. So, uh, Matson does end up calling. So, he goes with that. Two-time Swedish player of the year. So, I guess that's pretty good. I guess guess calling is the right decision, bro. 
Another good decision would be nitrogen sportsing it. Yes. What does that mean? It means when you rent a movie, <laughs> you at, know. At the last blockbuster. At the last blockbuster. <laughs> Did you just forget how to move your mouth when you talk? Like, you, didn't, you don't remember how to form? At the last blockbuster. Yeah. I did it now. Yeah. Uh, what, what nitrogen sportsing it means is you go right to the middle of the movie exactly and just watch a minute and then rewind the whole thing, play it with your eyes closed, <laughs> and then bet on things. I should not be asking you questions that are open-ended <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you were going to say using the link in oh. the description. <laughs> oh, right. There's a description, the show notes, as most people call it, of this podcast. Right. Uh, There's a link to Nitrogen Sports. If you use that link when you sign up, you get access to Poker Guys specials, Mm. which uh, it's a lot of different stuff. But what happens every month is the Poker Guys monthly tournament, which is (laughs) a great deal. Always a big overlay in that thing. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. We had March Madness for just our people, you know? It was cool. Free money was handed out. Yeah, $300 worth of free money, which is now worth more than $300. Cuz it was Bitcoin. It was in Bitcoin, which, you know, another point to make, Nitrogen is a Bitcoin only site and in like a good way. You know, like they don't fuck around with you. They give you your money in 90 minutes because they can yeah. if you withdraw your money. Whereas other sites don't do that because I don't know, they're evil. There's I'm not exactly sure. Kind of they're evil yeah. though. Nitrogen is not evil. Not evil. You know how Google used to to say, don't be evil, that used to be their motto. They yeah. removed that motto a couple of years ago, which yeah. is a little scary. Not great. Nitrogen is not evil. So that's good. That's is, that their, is that their slogan? Nitrogen is not evil? No, because that's a little bit... It's, a little, it's it, like, but why would you say that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so they are evil? Is that what you're saying? I mean, yeah, I don't think you should have a slogan be... <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're not going to kill your family, yeah. nitrogen sports, <laughs> right? It's like Something wearing like a that. shirt that says, "Like I'm not involved in human trafficking." Yeah, <laughs> like, why? Please stop asking me about my my non involvement in human trafficking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, nitrogen yeah. has sports betting, casino games, and of course, all the poker that your heart desires. Mm. Get in there, get you some poker. That's what they say. That's what we. <laughs> that's what we say. That's what we say. All right. We've got 491K in the pot after Adamo's check raise and Simon Matson's just call on the flop with the nuts. Okay. Adamo is the queen six with the queen of clubs. Nine of clubs, four of clubs, deuce of clubs. Matson has the ace seven of clubs. The turn is the queen of hearts. Whoa. So Adamo makes top pair. Good card. I mean, not, but good card. Yeah. How do you proceed as Adamo? Do you just bet? I think we should absolutely bet. We rank to have the best hand almost always, right? We really rate to, not rank to, but we rate to have the best hand almost always. We're this just hoping a, that our opponent has nine and we'll keep calling. Yeah, or a big club and wants to move in or something like that, you know, or whatever he's going to do. Like he's, but like he can have a pair and absolutely not fold, right? Yeah, I think it's. I think we should 100 percent bet and not give a free card here. Um, if we're, if we're, I guess we're not doing it to give a free card. We'd be checking to induce, right? But what does our opponent have that we'd be inducing? It's hard to like. He usually has a made hand of some sort, right? He called. He just called the the raise. All right. Restructure your mind because okay. one of the best players in the world checks. Michael Adamo checks. Restructuring, so. restructuring. <laughs> so instead of approaching this objectively like he just did, yep. try to give him the benefit of the doubt and figure out why sure. because he is one of the best players. Of in the course world. he is. Yeah. Of course he is. Well, there's a bunch of possible reasons, right? One is that he thinks his opponent is quite aggressive. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he thought he was going to get a lot of folds on the check raise. Um, and now he's like, okay, well, you didn't fold and you have something. And if I check, you may want to like blow me off 
my, you know, whatever equity I have. And so you my may... My king of clubs. Or yeah. Whatever. Although yeah. usually wouldn't we just move in with the king of clubs? Like, who's really going to check the king of clubs in, in the, on this spot? Like, it's going to be pretty rare, right? That's the problem. Might give up with the jack of clubs if we just took a shot on the flop because the bet was so small? <sighs> maybe. Maybe. Would we really give up with it? We've got to have some give-ups. Yeah, you do. You're right. And there's not many other obvious ones. A 9-4 deuce. So we don't have 3-5 off or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, not right? usually. No. Um, okay, so maybe we so maybe, but the thing is, of course, if our opponent has a made hand of some sort, then he can he could decide to check back. Oh, they could just decide to deny equity. That's the thing he'd be yeah. doing. He's denying equity over cards and or a club, right? Yeah. So that's why he would do it. We could just have a medium club too that we took a weird shot with. Like we don't have to have a big club to take a weird shot on the flop, right? Yeah. Um, so that's a good reason to bet. Of course, if we bet, wouldn't he call anyway? To check, you mean? He said a good reason to bet, but you meant a good reason to check. Yes, but now I'm saying if we if we were to bet instead, wouldn't he call with all those hands? I'm just, like all the made hands and stuff like that. I think he would. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe due to the situation, he would fold some of them. Maybe there's some ICM pressure yeah. we're worried about putting on him when we finally have a good enough hand. That's like, well, now I, it's great. I never have to worry about folding anymore. I'm not going to fold. So whatever, bro. It's possible that Adamo thinks that if. Madsen had a nine or better, he would have effectively shoved the flop because of the wetness of the board and his mm. stack depth. And that there's not enough of those hands available for him to call with if Adamo bets again. Yeah. And that, that's a problem for betting. That's, that's fair. Um, and we, we think like the hands that could decide to call are uh, a big bet on the turn that are draws, like the big flush draws, are like the ace X of clubs or ace of clubs X which is possible, like ace-10 or something yeah. like that. But that's often going to shove the flop and probably isn't folding the turn anyway. Right. Like it prob- so it probably doesn't matter how we play it, right? Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, uh, Dymo checks. Yeah. Probably more interestingly, Matson checks back. He thinks, that, he thinks that Dymo's giving up. Yeah, he thinks. That's fine. I guess so. I mean, couldn't you bet small or something? He's trying to like, what's he trying to say? He's trying to say he has like middle pair on the flop, like a four or something like that by yeah. checking back, right? He's like, you can blow me off this, really. You can blow me off this, sir. Yeah, right. I guess. I'm, I feel like I really wish someone would have bet <laughs> on the turn. Yeah. Like we got top pair against the nut flush. We got a relatively short stack. There's been a raise on the flop. The pot is sizable. You're right. Someone can bet tiny. Either guy can bet tiny. I'm surprised. It's really weird that nobody bets. It is quite weird, but that's where we are. Yeah, okay. So uh, we got 9-4, deuce, all clubs on the flop. We got the queen of hearts in the turn. Adamo has made top pair with the queen of clubs, six of hearts. And Matson has ace, seven of clubs, four. Still the nuts. Mm. Not the nuts on anymore. The river's the four of hearts, pairs the board. Okay. Do you bet now as Adamo? It's not exactly a good card. It's not ideal. Like a four is definitely in the range of checkbacks on the turn. No question. The problem is, is a nine going to bet if we check? I think so. Like at this point. To get value from what? Maybe it has to be a nine that's bigger than queen nine. So it can, right. it has a kicker. So it's got to be ace nine or, which, which some of the nines are going to yeah. be that because he opened. Yeah. But those nine, so so those ace nine could bet and king nine could bet. That that's not crazy. I think you have to bet with those hands of check two twice. I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, so those are hands that can bet. Um, if we were to bet, I think a nine is going to call if we bet. I think mostly they are. Yeah. So we get so we get value from all the nines if we bet. But if we check, we only get value from the good nines. So that's a reason to bet. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, like a four is gonna we're gonna lose a bet to a four probably either way. Right, we're yeah. gonna fold if he raises, 
Well, actually, I don't know. Well, we have top pair. Well, that's the thing to worry, worry about yeah. later, I guess. Like, let's worry about, let's not worry about the four as much as the nine, I guess, is what I'm saying. There's more nines anyway. Basically, we're playing this hand to try to maximize value against a nine. That's what I think. I think that's what we should be doing. So we want to get value from like 10, nine suited, nine, eight suited, nine, seven suited, basically. Okay. Jack nine suited. So how do you want to size it? 491 in the pot. Matson's got 685 total. I mean, I don't think we can make it too small. I just don't. I feel like an, it's going to be too obvious if we make it too small. So I want to bet like 300K or something like that. Well, this time you're kind of in line with Sir oh, Michael yeah? Aldama. We bet 364. Okay. It's pretty big. Pretty big with just yeah. a, a no kicker queen. I'm, I'm trying to say like I have some bluffs, man. Like I yeah. don't like call me with all your nines because I, I, I'm, be- I'm sizing it up enough that I really want, I might really want you to fold here. Yeah. And I think it is a good story for having like the king of clubs and, yeah. you know, maybe giving up for whatever reason you would have given up on the turn. Be like, okay, now I'm taking my shot. Right. Yeah. So that's what Adamo is trying to accomplish here. Except that his opponent has the nut flush. Yeah. That's not so good. But okay. Obviously, it's not going to work out great. All right. This, this is a, a slam dunk move in, right, for Matson. I, I mean, we're forehanded. We're yeah, short. The board paired. Who cares? We're moving in. Yeah, we're short. Like, like, of course, we're moving in. Very rare for Adamo to have a full house. Anyway. I mean, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to get called. Maybe he's got trip fours. He can call. Maybe he somehow got a flush playing it weird. I don't know. I don't care. Like, let's try. If he has a full house, God bless him. Like, yeah. it's fine. I got I to gotta go for the double up here. All right. He moves in for 685K. So yeah. now what do you do if you're Michael Adamo? Yeah. So we have top pair. But the four paired and he moved in when we have some force here, right? We have some trip force. I guess we, we check raise the flop. Yeah. Which is not a common play with one pair four. It's not, but it We'd is have three we, clubs. Maybe if we had like king four with a king of clubs, something like that. Also, like our opponent was short. We had a big stack. Um, and there's three clubs out there. We don't want to necessarily, he bet one blind. Yeah. Right? So we don't want to just give him a free card, which is effectively what we're doing if we just call. So maybe sometimes we are going to check raise a hand like maybe uh, a four there, especially with the king of clubs. But even without it, maybe. I'm not sure if, if Adama can really show up with, with, a, with a naked four here, but maybe. So that's good if we can have trip fours in terms of like maybe we can get away from this hand. Yeah. Um, what other hands can we have? We probably have a few flushes, but not too many. We have the nuts sometimes, enough flush sometimes, right? Yeah, and, and other flushes too, yeah. even, right? Sometimes, but usually we're going to bet the turn with those. Usually. But most of the time. A solid 80% of the time? Probably most of the time, yeah. Yeah, okay. So we have a few flushes, but not too many. Those are, ba- those are all hands that are better than ours, but there aren't a lot of them. Hands that are worse than ours that we're betting for value on the river, a good nine... Ace nine, king nine, perhaps, maybe. A queen that got here, just like we have, basically the queen of clubs. Yeah. Some weird rando bluff that turned into a queen, I guess, which is the same thing, really, yeah, as that's what we, we have right now. Um, that's it? What else are we betting for value? Nothing. Nothing? We can't bet, any, I mean, we can't bet anything worse than that for value than a nine, king nine or ace nine. We could bet a medium nine to try and blow him off the the chop maybe we have some bluffs too as a demo right we're gonna have some bluffs yeah we can have the missed clubs as yeah. bluffs or maybe just the fuck you i have a big stack play that absolutely has got to at least be possible right but does that mean he's going to rebluff all in here when he just doesn't have to i mean the price he's giving us is so insane it's it's a really good price is <laughs> as, as you might like yeah. to talk about jonathan because you like talking about how good the prices are in poker 
Yeah, th- this is one of those spots where I think the price is less because it's such a good price. Then it, we can't even really consider it to be a good price anymore, right? Now yeah. it's like, well, does does fucking this guy have any bluffs? Because if he doesn't, we're always losing. Like we right. can't beat any value. Now. Oh, clearly we cannot beat value. Like even if he's going super thin and he's got ace queen, we can't beat any value, right? right? Like that's as thin as he ever gets. Yeah, right. That's the can't. That's got to be the. Maybe you could do king queen if we could do ace king. Ace, okay, because we don't have ace queen yeah. ever. Fair enough, but. Same problem, right? Like, we, all value beats us. So yeah. does this dude have any bluffs in this spot when he gives us this price in this situation, ICM-wise and the like? It's hard to imagine. I mean, people surprise me. I guess maybe a, a natural bluff would be something like ace-deuce with the ace of clubs, where you... Hmm. I mean, you'd have to open that preflop. I'm not sure if he's doing that with his stack size. Maybe, though. Yeah. Maybe. And he... But he could also just call with that. But maybe he's worried that, like, why well, I have the ace of clubs in my hand. Yeah. He can also just fold, though, too. He doesn't have... But, but, but he could raise. You're right. It's at least possible. Yeah. It's like one of those cool blocker hands where you block everything, right? Yeah. So that's something. <laughs> doesn't feel super likely, but something. He also could have bet the turn with that. He could have three-bet the flop with that. He could have done other things with the ace-deuce. But, but he could have just played it this way. I think this decision actually comes down ultimately to how thin Adamo Bull believes Matson can be with value. Yeah. Like if he thinks that Matson's only value is flushes and full houses, then he should call because it's just not that many hands. And it's strange to have played it up to this point that way yes, all the time. It really is. Uh, if, if Adamo believes that Matson is the guy who can have King queen for value, maybe you should really consider folding because then the value just expands a lot and you, it adds more nuance to the guy's game means he's more likely to have those flushes and full houses. Also, I don't know if we, you know, I, now that we say it, a second time. Can he really have King Queen? Would he really move in there with King Queen when like the four pairs, there's three clubs out there and we bet kind of like a reasonable amount. We bet like, you know, 80% of the pot or I mean, or you, wouldn't, you wouldn't expect it, but these guys are at a very They're high really level good. and maybe, maybe the, the thinnest value is necessary in that spot. Yeah, maybe you're right. That's pretty thin. Yeah. It's really thin. Yeah. I don't know, man. I Obviously, in any normal... Poker scenario, this is an easy, easy fold. fold. Super easy fold. This is, in fairness, this is the two-time reigning Swedish player of the year. Yeah. So. Well, maybe, so ultimately Adamo calls. Yeah. And maybe the reason is that he blocks queens full and he blocks queen of clubs. Like, maybe that's enough just against these these competition to fold. And maybe he thinks if his opponent is thin, well, he's blocking king, queen, and ace, queen a yeah. little bit too, which makes it a little bit better at least. But again, we have to believe there's real bluffs there. We yeah. have to come up with bluffs that he has, that he called the check raise with, didn't bluff the turn with, and now is raising all in for a I little mean, bit more. I mean, it's just away. like the ace of clubs, which I usually mean, you would three bet the flop or, tr- or bet the turn. This is like a super sick bluff if he's, po- if he's got yeah. a bluff here. Like, for this price, it's such a super sick bluff. Adamo calls. Yeah, I think, I think ultimately I don't like the call. I think I don't either, but maybe Adamo knows something about his opponent that we don't know. That's possible. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit there because... It seems like it's a bad call on it the does, face of it. It does, and we've done a lot of Adamo hands, like I said, during the pandemic, and he's always been impressive. Yes. And makes good decisions. Agreed. So, he, I mean, he could have just made a bad decision here, and he might, yeah. he might say, I made a bad decision. You know, that, that could happen. Yeah, it's true. It's true. He's just, you know, you don't have that much time, especially when yeah. you're online, right? You have like 40 seconds or something usually. I don't know, I don't know how long you took on this one, but um, maybe. Hard to say, but I, I will say, at least on the face of it, I can't really justify this unless I think my, my opponent... If my, my opponent is Victor Blom, maybe I have to call here, you know? If it's Bryn Kenny, maybe I have to yeah. call. But, and maybe this guy is like that, too. Maybe Simon Madsen is that, but I don't have any reason to believe that, you know? Mm-hmm. All I know is he's won 
He keeps winning player of the years the way other people, you know, win freaking win freaking bazooka. Joe comic books, you know. <laughs> You know what I mean? You got out of it, man. Congratulations, you nailed it. <laughs> Sometimes it's a really dangerous dig that I'm, I'm stuck in. <laughs> With that, we're done. Okay. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.